0: Welcome to the Gut Podcast. I'm Mary McLean, Senior Lecturer and Consultant in Gastroenterology at the University of Aberdeen, Scotland, UK, and in my capacity as education editor, I'm hosting this podcast today. This month I'm discussing the Editor's Choice Manuscript from the December 2016 issue entitled Liver Disease and Microbiota, co-authored by Herbert Tilg from the Medical University Innsbruck in Austria, Patrice Canney from Louvain Drug Research Institute in Brussels, Belgium, and Emmeryn Mayer from UCLA in California, USA. I'm delighted to welcome one of the authors here today, Professor Herbert Tilg. Thanks for joining the podcast.
1: Happy to do, thanks.
0: It's now widely accepted that the gut microbiota and its metabolic capabilities hold a key role in health and disease, spanning both gastrointestinal and extraintestinal pathologies. This topic, of course, has seen an exponential expansion in recent years and continues to be a major research focus. So, as an introduction, can you tell us a summary on what's known about the gut microbiota and health?
1: So, it's indeed a very fascinating world, and what we have learned in the last years is that uh, the gut microbiota, of course, has many, many functions inside and outside the gastrointestinal tract. Probably two of the major functions are first, functions in educating the immune system in general, and second, metabolic functions. So coming back to the first function, uh, it it looks like that it's indeed very, very important that the immune system learns from the gut microbiota how being educated and work uh, all over life. And also we have learned that metabolic functions of the gut microbiota are crucial for uh, the gastrointestinal tract and for health. Maybe a third thing we have to state at this point is that the gut microbiota is also of crucial importance for the gastrointestinal barrier so that the barrier is working over life. This needs definitely a working and perfect gastrointestinal microbiota.
0: Your review then discusses the historical aspects of how we're able to investigate and describe the gut microbiota. So tell us more about this.
1: Well, this is, of course, a long history, and it's maybe more than a century ago that Metchnikov told us that there is a very important world inside of an organism, inside of a human being, which is dominated by bacteria. And uh, of course what really was a problem over time is that we were just not able to recognize the complexity and this was only possible with very modern sequencing techniques. So only the development of those modern sequencing techniques and also the evolution of bioinformatics in the last years, definitely in the last decade, allowed us to start to investigate the complexity of this wonderful world. And only those techniques have been able to demonstrate that indeed this is a unique and very extensive world. And in coming the numbers we have recognized that we have inside, let's say, billions of bucks probably around one kilogram, we don't know exactly. And of course, also containing an enormous gene count, which is far beyond the human genome.
0: So the focus of your paper is the liver, as the organ at the interface of the gut and host metabolism. So what aspects of the liver-gut axis anatomy and physiology allow the microbiota to key role here?
1: Well, of course, that's the question. Why should this gut microbiota be so important for the liver? First of all, the liver is part of the gastrointestinal tract and it's very close. It's so close. And we have to keep in mind that the vessel situation in the liver, of course, is also a very special one. So we have the bottle vein, which means that all the blood drains through the liver, which is coming from the gastrointestinal tract, containing, of course, let's say, so many components which might be of relevance to the functioning of the liver, let's state just metabolites. So I think it's a special anatomic location which allows us to recognize that this world might be so important for the liver. And I have stated before the importance of the gastrointestinal barrier. Now, of course, the gut microbiota is so important for this barrier, but we, then when we look at liver diseases and when we know in advanced liver disease portal hypertension is so relevant, then we also know, for example, that portal hypertension uh, affects the gastrointestinal barrier and thereby might affect the uh, composition of the gut microbiota. So there are various reasons why the gut microbiota at the end may be so important for liver disease and why there is such a close interaction between this uh, bacterial, not only bacterial world, but the whole microbiota and the liver.
0: You discussed the association of the microbial composition and function in different liver pathologies. So let's go through each of these in turn and let's first consider non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Can you describe how alterations in the gut microbiota play a role in the development and progression of this pathology? And if you can firstly tell us about the data from the preclinical murine models of disease.
1: Well, I have to say indeed that most of the data we have so far in hand is preclinical data. Now, probably it started more than a decade ago with the important observations mainly by Jeff Gordon's group showing that obesity is associated with a disturbed gut microbiota. Of course, in first first studies were mainly descriptive, but they convincingly showed that there is a signature in the gut microbiota in case of obesity, especially in animal models. This has been later uh, being shown in also in human studies. Now, we have to keep in mind the uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease is associated in 80% in humans with uh, obesity. So coming back now to the preclinical studies. First, it has been demonstrated in uh, models of obesity that there are fundamental changes in the gut microbiota in case of obesity. And of course, the question is still not yet answered what comes first. But there is a very strong association between obesity and uh, and they disturb the gut microbiota. And such an association has also been observed in various models of uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, convincingly showing that the gut microbiota in case of non alcoholic fatty liver disease is disturbed and shows differences compared to the lean animals?
0: So you mentioned that most of the data belongs in the preclinical um environment, but what's known of the role of the microbiota in non alcoholic fatty liver disease in humans? For example, do the gut bacteria impact on hepatic inflammation and drive
1: progression to steatosis and beyond? We have seen in the last two years uh, an increasing number of of, uh, research articles describing a relevant interaction between uh, the gut microbiota and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And uh, of course, it's still uh, at at the preliminary level, but the first reports again, clearly demonstrate a microbiota signature in case of NAFLD, especially in case of inflammation in the liver, meaning in non-alcoholic steatohepatitis. And coming back to the very important aspect of steatosis, and uh, we have to keep in mind that, again, uh, in preclinical models, it has been shown convincingly that the gut microbiota affects evolution of steatosis. And for example, when you are using a certain probiotic, you can eliminate steatosis, telling us, yes, there is a clear interaction between the gut microbiota and steatosis. Now, in humans, we still need much more clinical data and studies, especially studies where we thoroughly examine the, uh, first of all, the gut microbiota and compare it to clearly histological findings, for example, is there really inflammation in the in case of a certain disturbance of the gut microbiota? So yes, we have clear early evidence, but uh, more careful studies are needed definitely to uh, show such an association and also to define the clinical relevance.
0: Another major etiological factor for the development of liver disease is, of course, alcohol. So how does the gut microbiota impact the development and progression of alcohol-induced liver disease?
1: So maybe the best state at the moment with respect to gut microbiota and liver disease is available in alcoholic liver disease. And this has a certain history. Especially in advanced liver disease associated with alcohol, we know that endotoxin plays a major role. Now, of course, where does endotoxin come from? And endotoxin usually is derived from certain gut bacteria. The gut barrier is impaired for whatever reason, maybe portal hypertension. And then we also know that uh, these... uh, Uh, Gut bacteria may enter the circulation, especially certain parts of its uh, cell membrane, like endotoxin, may enter the the systemic circulation. And uh, from all those studies, it's clearly demonstrated that uh, uh, there is, again, a clear signature in uh, uh, the gut microbiota in alcoholic liver disease, especially in advanced alcoholic liver disease. We also know this from many animal models and there have been recently fascinating studies where they, for example, have used a model of fecal microbial transplantation. So they have used stool from a patient with severe alcoholic hepatitis and when they have transferred the stool from such a patient to an animal where they have induced alcoholic liver disease, they could dramatically worsen the disease, telling us that there is something in the gut microbiota which might dramatically affect the liver phenotype. Again, telling us, yes, there is something relevant in the gut microbiota which might drive alcoholic liver disease. And of course, the main question is why should this be especially relevant in alcoholic liver disease we do not know but there is some preliminary evidence that alcohol might affect the composition of the gut microbiota so it's probably one of the most fascinating liver disease where the gut microbiota may be of special relevance.
0: So let's move on now to other liver pathologies Um, Is there a role for the microbiota in biliary tract-focused disease such as primary sclerosing cholangitis or primary biliary cholangitis?
1: Yes, that's another very important area and I have to say uh, last year, 2016 there was significant advance in this field and we had several major studies which were published last year also in GUT where they have described a relevant change in the gut microbiota in BSC patients. We also have to keep in mind that BSC is a disease which is associated in a high number of patients with inflammatory bowel diseases. A disease where we also believe a disturbed gut microbiota is of relevance. Now those clinical studies Again, mainly published last year, have described various bacteria which might be of relevance and are of fundamental difference in patients with BSC, and I just want to mention one bacterium which has the name Vilonella. Vilonella is increased in patients with BSC. And Valonella has also been demonstrated being increased in other inflammatory disorders. So Valonella could be an, one example for a bacterium which has rather pro-inflammatory capacities or features and might be able to drive inflammatory disorders. Of course, we have no, we have no, no real good ideas currently about the pathogenesis in BSC. But it could well be that the gut microbiota, or let's say even the bile microbiota, might play a major role in this disorder.
0: Liver disease of differing etiologies can progress to fibrosis and cirrhosis, the latter of course associated with reduced life expectancy and hepatic decompensation, including complications such as spontaneous bacterial and encephalopathy, and variceal bleeding. So you state in your review that liver cirrhosis can be considered as a prototypic microbiota-driven disorder. So tell us about the evidence for this hypothesis.
1: Of course, this is a very complex topic and not easy to answer, but we know that Inflammatory processes in the liver are major drivers of disease. And of course, the question is, where or what is the origin of the inflammation? Now you can say in hepatitis C, it's obvious it's the virus, which is the major driver. But in other liver diseases, we don't know really where is inflammation initiated, where does inflammation start. And uh, let's say, again, coming back to non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, it might well be that inflammation starts in the gastrointestinal tract and uh, certain bacteria drive the inflammation in the liver. We also know already from humans with more advanced liver disease that certain members of the microbiota can be detected in the circulation. So... It looks like, and there is some evidence, that we have a certain microbiome signature in the circulation. And there have been recently various studies published showing that in case of advanced fibrosis, you can detect microbiota in the circulation. And those circulating members of the gut microbiota could contribute to inflammation in the liver. I mean, this circulating microbiota could contribute in case of advanced liver disease, also the various other complications of liver disease like uh, variceal bleeding or encephalopathy and so on. And coming back to spontaneous bacterial peritonitis, of course we believe, although we don't know exactly, that it has something to do with the impaired gastrointestinal barrier. Of course, here again, bodily hypertension might be a major cofactor, but it could also be that it starts with an impaired gastrointestinal microbiota. So this could be a very important starting point in those complications of advanced liver disease.
0: Your review focuses particularly on the role of the microbiota in hepatic encephalopathy. Um, what, What is the evidence behind this?
1: First of all there is um, quite some evidence in preclinical models again but we have to keep in mind that especially in the situation of hepatic encephalopathy we have evidence in clinical medicine since long since a very long time that the gut microbiota might be involved and might constitute key players as for example we know since 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 many years or even decades that manipulating the gut content, let's say, for example, via antibiotics or via probiotics or via prebiotics, are able to improve hepatic encephalopathy. So when you uh, try to summarize the field, the liver and microbiota or liver and microbiome, so one could also say, The history of hepatic uh, encephalopathy and and the treatment of this complication is probably the best example that uh, the gut microbiota is of key importance in advanced liver disease and this specific complication.
0: So what are the key unanswered questions that now need to be addressed to move this field forward?
1: Well, of course it's a long way to go. We are still in a very descriptive manner. So what we are doing at the moment is a describing associations. Of course, this is a very important first step. But then, of course, we need the models and we need the interventional studies. So we need good animal models. And then we have to take selective strains of the gut microbiota where we believe those are important, those are probably relevant players, then we have to be, we have being able to culture them and then we have to use them in selective models, first of all, in preclinical studies. And when we have enough evidence and we have demonstrated a certain role for various selective strains, then we can go to the next and think, think about clinical intervention. And probably it's not so far to go for some clinical interventions where, let's say, we could use a certain type of bacterium where we show anti-inflammatory potential or protective functions to do then first pilot studies using them, let's say, as a new or modern probiotic and to treat certain complications of liver disease.
0: So the the focus really of the discussion has been the bacterial element of the microbiota, but you touched on it earlier. It's now appreciated that the virome and the mycome may impact host health and disease. So is there any data on the role specifically of the viral and fungal aspects of the microbiome in liver disease?
1: That's a very interesting question. So virome, I would say no, not yet. We have some evidence that the virome is changed in, let's say, diseases like IBD, but so far has not been really studied in uh, liver disease. Mycome is different. We have evidence that uh, the mycome is disturbed in advanced liver disease. You have to keep in mind the mycome is substantial, so we have a lot of fungi inside, and we also know, for example, that in, in in advanced liver disease, fungal infections, not only, but of course, fungal infections, for example, with candida, are of high clinical relevance. So in my personal opinion, although we need those studies yet, the Mycone could be of high relevance, especially in the very advanced, in the very severe liver disease, where we see that the fungal, fungal diversity is reduced and we haven't disturbed mycom.
0: So finally, in the future, do you think that manipulation of the gut microbiota will become a conventional treatment strategy for all liver disease?
1: Well, I believe yes. Maybe not for all, but for many in the rather advanced disease setting. Because in the advanced disease setting, I believe that the gut microbiota is a key player and a driving force in the pathophysiology and pathogenesis of advanced liver disease. And uh, in my personal opinion, I hope and I believe that we can identify key players which are of relevance in the pathophysiology of those diseases that we are able to design, let's say, new liver-specific probiotics which can help in the future to reshape, to manipulate the gut microbiota and thereby to improve the uh, natural course of those diseases. And uh, we have to keep in mind that maybe the gut microbiota is a crucial player of all those disor- uh, disorders at a very early step. So it's maybe something which is very much at the beginning in the, pathophysiology, in the pathophysiology of those disorders. And therefore I believe it's very relevant.
0: Well that brings us to the end of today's podcast. I'd like to thank Professor Herbert Tilg for joining me today. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you very much for allowing me to discuss this topic with you.